Hello and welcome back to the Spy Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And today we have another Microdot episode for you to follow up on the Spy Gone North from last week. Yeah, no, this sounds fun. All right, so the year is 1978. Choi Hun Eun-hee, a famous South Korean film actress who is married to a director named mm-hmm. Shin San-ok. She had been propositioned to direct a film and perform a instructor role at a performing okay. academy in Hong Kong. But when she uh, okay. got there, she was abducted by North Korean agents and Whoa. arrived in January of 1978. So while she was there, she went on a tour of Pyongyang, not unlike our hero from the movie. Mm-hmm. And she went to various performances events with Kim Jong-il, who asked for her opinion about various films. Mm-hmm. But the reason why she was there was as bait for her husband, Shin Sang-ok. So after okay. she disappeared, Shin began to look for her, even though they were actually divorced and he had moved on and had another family. So six months after she was taken, he was too, also by North Koreans, while he was staying in Hong Kong. Ooh, okay. Apparently his treatment was good at first, but he made two escape attempts and was sent to prison for a while. He was released on February 23rd, 1983. Yeah. That's like seven years or something like that. Oh yeah, you're right. It's two years. Two weeks later, he met Choi, his Mm ex-wife, at a party hosted by Kim Jong-il. He said, I hated communism, but I had to be pretended to be devoted to it to escape from this barren republic. It was lunacy. Yikes. So Kim wanted to put them to work. He loved movies, especially James Bond and Rambo. That I knew that he was a James Bond fan, which is weird. (laughs) And Kim recognized the power movies had to disseminate ideas and to Mm -hmm. elevate countries in the eyes of the world. So he wanted them to make movies for North Korea. Hmm. And he was aware, though, that if they just made propaganda movies, then people wouldn't like them. So he gave the couple greater discretion in terms of what they wanted their movies to be about. Interesting, okay. So in total, they made seven movies starring Choi, of which mm-hmm. the most famous is 1985's Polgasari, which was, it's like a basically a Godzilla movie. Hmm. Okay. It's about a dragon who destroys rebellious farmers and the emperor of the land, and the movie helped them escape. Okay. Although Kim despised the Japanese, just like a lot of Koreans do because of World War II, he set aside his pride and flew in a special effects team of the hmm. original Godzilla films, including Ken Pachiro Satsuma, which was the guy inside the, the rubber Godzilla suit. What? Yeah. According to Satsuma, he thought he would have been hired to go to China, and oh. he only found out when they actually arrived in North Korea. Oh, geez. So meanwhile, Choi and Shin secretly recorded conversations with Kim, just like our boy Park mm-hmm. in the movie. But the reason why they did that was because they thought they might needed to prove that they were taken from the South rather than chose to go. Hmm. And they got proof that they were kidnapped on October 19th, 1983 from a conversation with Kim. And they attended a press conference on April 12th, 1984 in Yugoslavia, where they were forced to say that they were North Korea of their own choosing. So they went to Yugoslavia and then came back. So Hmm. that sucks. So after finishing Pogasari, the two were in talks about what film to do next they went to Mm -hmm. vienna in 1986 that was so that they could try to work the area to get money for a biographical film about genghis khan i don't know why kim jong-il wanted to make a movie about genghis khan but whatever 
Okay. On March 12th, 1986, they checked into the intercontinental Vienna to meet with a journalist under the pretense of an interview, and they convinced mm-hmm. their North Korean bodyguards to leave. They told a hotel employee to let the U.S. embassy know that they were seeking asylum. They got into a taxi cab and sped away. <laughs> so then it was like a car chase, basically. The North Koreans were after them, chased them into traffic ingestion. So they got out of the taxi and just ran to the embassy. What? The New York Times posted an article on March 22nd, 1986, announcing that they got away and found political asylum in the U.S. embassy. Hmm. So following their escape, Shin lived in the U.S. for many years, worked in the film industry here before going Hmm. back to South Korea. North Korea issued a statement denying the claims that Shin and Choi had been kidnapped and instead (laughs) maintained that they were voluntary defectors. Uh And that... Furthermore, not only did they defect, but that when they left North Korea, they embezzled a large amount of North Korean money for their Genghis <laughs> Khan movie. Uh, They're liars and their thieves. I don't think anybody actually bought that, though. Kim also retaliated by dropping Shin's name from the credit of all of his movies, oh, labeling no. him a traitor, ordering them to be banned from theaters. Bulgasari <laughs> is still not allowed to be shown in North Korean theaters, although it has made the rounds as illegal downloads or bootleg DVDs. Interesting. <laughs> so my sources for this are Wikipedia and a Vandy Fair article by Nick Romano. That is the story of Shin Sang-ok and Choi Eun-hee. Wow, that that's crazy. <laughs> I would have made for quite the movie, too, and I think they yeah, have I, made some. Oh, I was about to say, if there's been a, a movie about that. Well... Mostly Korean language, I assume. Yeah, and more like documentary types rather uh, than like a drama. dramatic thing. Well, hey, I mean, that could be coming. Who knows? Also, a good possibility for like a comedy movie where they're hmm. like making movies with this like kind of nutty like a, sort of surrealistic type. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, or I was thinking like something like Bowfinger. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that too. No, that was great. Thank you very much, Zach. You're welcome. We will see you next week for Mission Impossible Two. Woo! <laughs> Another childhood favorite of Christians. (laughs) But thank you for joining us. You can find us on social media at the SpyFi Guys under Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And we are the SpyFi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. The theme music is by Jer Fitzgerald and Big Man Joe. Media reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.